Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the podcast. Thank you for all your support over the last four months. I've really enjoyed hearing the stories of Olympians and Paralympians who are hoping to make it to Tokyo this summer. And I'm really glad that you have too. Thank you for the comments and thank you for all the emails. And of course, thank you for the donations too. Part of the aim of this podcast is to raise money for the cancer support charity Maggie's. They've helped my wife and my family since her operation on the 6th of May 2020. And I'm really grateful to Maggie's and to those of you who've made a donation. If you'd like to donate, the details will come at the end of the podcast and are in the show notes. So to today's guest with his trusty dog by his side. He's a GB athlete, Olympic medal winner, a 400 metres and relay specialist and co-host with Paralympian Dan Greaves of that Greaves and Rooney podcast. It is. Hello to Martin Rooney. Good to see you. And you, Mark. How you been? Yeah, I'm doing all right, actually, Martin. Uh, how have you been? You've had a few needles put in you. Yeah, um, I had some uh, procedures. <laughs> I've had uh, Dr. Frankenstein sort me out and get me ready to go and race again. I think uh, I had some issues in my lower back and my hamstrings, so we had a, a, an epidural, uh, which uh, help, helps to loosen out the tendons and nerves in your lower back, um, and it's given me back my range of movement. So does that mean you're ready to race again, Martin? I think so. Yeah, I think I, I was planning to go to Poland. I was planning to race there for uh, as part of the World Relays. Um, but well, with the problem of the hamstring, I wouldn't have been able to go there and compete at the level that I should have. And I'm, not, I'm someone who believes that if you're going to run for a team, you have to be 100%. You can't let them down by going there at 85%. So um, I made the call to pull out. Um, and um, hopefully it means that I can have a better summer uh, and I can be part of the squad later on. When it matters. When we last spoke, everything about this summer seemed to be so much up in the air. There weren't many meetings, but it feels that things, especially in the UK, are starting to happen. Do you agree? Yeah, it feels like the summer, if, if the weather's not with us, but it still feels like the summer's come around and we're, the season's begun. There's, a, there's lots of people competing. There's lots of opportunities now, um, albeit um, COVID safe and restricted and there's no fans allowed and uh, for athletics, it's uh, literally, I'm going to race in Trafford this weekend and I can bring a coach, but I can't bring like a family member or anything like that. And um, But we have to be happy. We have to be thankful that these opportunities are there. Otherwise, we don't get to do our jobs, don't get to do what we enjoy. The fans that might be coming back soon. I don't know if you saw the snooker at the Crucible mm-hmm. with the fans in there. It just felt so alive over the bank holiday weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't see the snooker at the weekend, but I feel like um, it, there is progress. I think athletics, uh, because of the numbers of people that will be there, they just kind of have to keep it restricted. If you've got coaches, athletes, then you've got their families and you get other spectators on top of it. It might be too many people uh, for us to control, especially with the meets that we're doing that they're not paid for. Uh, they're locally supported and... Um, yeah, it's an extra stress for the, the organisers to handle. So uh, I hope later on in the summer, I think maybe at Gateshead, uh, one and two, <laughs> there might be spectators there. Yes, it's great to have two meetings in Gateshead, but a shame in some ways too. I saw you tweeting about your old track at Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and it's a shame that both these meetings are in the north and not in London or Birmingham or wherever. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Gateshead as a, as a place to race, as a 
the community that gets around the meets up there, the, there's always a good support. It's always a good feel, good fit factor uh, racing up there. But I do feel like you need to, uh, we've had it in the past where they've had two meets in the same place. So you'd have like the British, Tram- British Championships would be in Birmingham and then it'd be a Diamond League two weeks later. So the British Champs would be nobody there because they were like, well, we want to come to watch the Diamond League in two weeks. And if you're going to charge £10 for parking, 30 quid for tickets, it's whatever, it all adds up. Um, so I feel like uh, it's best if we could move it somewhere else. I think Crystal Palace, for me, uh, yes, it needs work. There's, there's no denying that. And uh, I think I said something about a million pounds. I think the payoff is probably going to be more than that. But it's, it's going to take a, a lot more money than that to, to get it back to its former glory. But to get it clean, to get it functional for a, for a Diamond League meet, that would still generate more support and a bigger crowd. Um, having it in, in London uh, and it, an iconic stadium, it, it just makes sense to me. So um, it's a shame that it, at the moment it won't be in London, but we, we'll see. Yeah, it's where I watched my first live athletics in the 1980s. I loved it, a really special place. Um, what about then the atmosphere at the Elite Centre in Loughborough? With all these things happening, are people buzzing? Are they more optimistic? What do you think? I think so. I think now that people are racing, I think that people are, the the seasons have begun. They've kind of they get to another gear. They get Their mind starts taking over and their body, like all the hard work's done. They start having nicer sessions where it's a bit more specific to their events. But it, and it's also starting to get a bit busier. I feel like uh, with more students on campus, um, the, unit, the, the elite times are still pretty much the same, but we've seen more people coming in later in the day. And uh, I, I like to see that. I, I want to see a busy high pack. I've always felt that if you, uh, as an elite athlete, you're funded, a lottery funded athlete, part of it is inspiring other people to become better. Um, and I don't think there's any way of doing that better than training at the same time as, as your idols, I suppose. And um, I've always felt like the, the local kids, if they come and see, I remember when like Adam Jamili would be training there or Holly Bradshaw, it's people like that they want to see um, training and be closer to them. I think that's something that's good for the sport. Yep, agreed there. Uh, well, how about you then, Martin? Where do you think you're at? Uh, yes, you've had the epidural, but that can happen to anyone <laughs> and any sport, I suppose. How do you feel it's going? I suppose I'll find out this weekend. <laughs> I feel pretty good. I'm definitely fit. Uh, I know that. I feel like uh, the lactic tolerance work has gone well. I feel that um, I, my body can handle running now that it's got its range back. It's just now I've got to get to race pace stuff and that's make sure I'm ready for June. So uh, my first couple of races will probably be ropey. Um, there'll probably be huge mistakes. I'll probably, if I can stay in my lane, that'll be brilliant. Uh, <laughs> simple things like that. Remembering how to do blocks, react to the gun, all those kind of things. Um, that'll, they'll start to come back the more I race. So I'm looking forward to, to getting back out there and uh, competing. When yeah. was your last race? Uh, Doha 2019. My life. I, I might have done more after that. I can't remember. No, surely not. That was end of the summer it will do. Have you not even had something behind closed doors at, say, Loughborough or anything like that? No, I haven't. Obviously, last year I took the season off, so that was my choice. Uh, I felt it was the best thing to do for my my mindset and my body, and um, I'd like to have done more. If Normally, we'd have gone away warm weather training, we'd have gone somewhere abroad, and I'd probably have done lots more time trials and race prep, but because we've stayed in the UK, we've kind of been a slave to the weather. Um, There's just been days where it's just too cold. Uh, or too wet or sound very wet I sound very wet myself saying that but um, 
when you are trying to go flat out in a sprint, it's kind of, you need the weather to be on your side. So we've kind of got to the end of our tether and wait, we've waited and waited and waited. And now there's no more waiting. We just got to get on with it. So like I sprinted today and it was about seven or eight degrees when I was running, um, which is less than ideal, but I wore lots of layers. I had lots of deep heat on and I didn't spend that much time outside. I literally ran, ran back inside. So uh, we just got to make the best of the situation. And when you say you sprinted today, what sort of things were you doing? Uh, today, so we're trying to get back into race modeling. So it's uh, setting up the first part of my race. So I went from blocks for 200 meters, where instead of well, the 400 is a, it's, it's a sprint event, but um, there's an element of relaxation that you need to go through. So it's just remembering how to get through the first 200 meters at the right pace without exerting too much energy. Um, and I felt like the first one went quite well, but the second one was poor. <laughs> so uh, we had a third run, which was much better. So it's just kind of, I need to get the consistency and that's going to take a couple of weeks. So three of them flat out, full pace, fantastic. Uh, just a word then about that Greaves and Rooney Sports podcast. You've released another episode, Johnny Peacock. Yeah, he, he's brilliant. He's someone that um, as a, any young athlete can look up to and learn from and aspire to, to, to reach the levels that he has. He's a serial winner. He's someone that brought, he brings a calmness to it as well. He's not someone who's show off. He's not, he's not big headed or anything like that. So he's a refreshing person to be around and it was a great pod. And there's a couple more uh, in the pipeline. Yeah, it's great. Martin, lovely to see you. You're looking good. Brilliant. You found a barber at last, it seems looking sharp there. For once. Yeah when I got a proper trim rather than doing it myself and I'm, I'm yeah so I'm happy enough for those sharp in life <laughs> let's hope you're equally sharp on the track this weekend thanks Martin cheers Mark that's Martin Rooney who's back up and running this weekend and don't forget you can hear him and Dan Greaves on that Greaves and Rooney sports podcast in all the places where you get your podcast and Johnny Peacock is a great episode well worth a listen so that's it from me for today uh, just a reminder that if you did want to donate to Maggie's uh, Cancer Centres, you can find details in my show notes uh, or you can go to justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo. There are details there and also on Facebook too. But thanks once again for listening and I'll see you later. Bye bye.